Good evening, my loves. <laughs> this is blonde-haired girl. I've had a bit of a weird day, and I, I have been. I really, really wanted to. Actually, what I wanted to do was to go live on TikTok or my Instagram or YouTube, do a live. Because what I've really been wanting, what I've, what I'm visualizing right at this point is having a group and individual sessions with people who are on this journey, sort of like this, this combo between like science and spirituality, kind of like we, it's sort of like, they're both it's like all it's like God is science God is science like there's no separation like and I don't understand how there's any like other way of of describing it except that I think that sometimes like scientists get get bogged down in a very traditional view of God <laughs> Like this very biblical traditional view of God and so they and that just seems very nonsensical to them and so they throw the whole thing out which I, I can kind of understand <laughs> I'm not I don't really believe in that God either <laughs> so I, I guess we'd be in the same club the the this uh we, we we would all reject this archaic understanding of God, which is why a lot of times I'm I sort of consider myself sort of like this closet Christian. I can I because I followed the teachings of Jesus for as long as I can remember. I mean I was raised a Catholic and I had this really, really interesting propensity for religion or the Catholic Church in particular. I I remember going through catechism and I just it was just I just had this propensity and I just knew stuff and I understood stuff and I didn't know why I understood it or why I knew it, but I did at a pretty young age. And there was so much about the church that I absolutely loved, like the incense and the prayers and and the trust and the trust in God as the source of of everything I would say the Catholic Church that is one of one of their beliefs the tenets of the Catholic religion would be this trust in God but so that's really what I wanted to talk about. So I, I would this evening I was in there and I was thinking, well, if I were to like just pass out of my body, what would I want? Like, what would I want to say? What would I want to talk about? What would I want to say? Like, what, what would I want to like leave? Not that I even think I'm going to pass out of my body anytime soon because I believe at this point, and this is pretty crazy. Okay, so I've had this theory for a while that 
death is somehow like seeming death, like the word death, us actually not being in our body anymore and our body decaying, okay, as, 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 a, as to call it death, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> so our spirit or whatever is in us that, that is, is life leaves our body and then our body disintegrates and goes back to, to a different form of energy. And so we are, we are somewhere else. Um, but for a while now, I've had this theory that it was a choice. Like, because there's some people who actually believe that our time of death was set like when we were born. And, and I, I've, I've often wondered about that. I remember talking to my dad about that, who I really, really appreciate his opinion so much. Um, and I remember him kind of being a chaos theory type person and saying, no, 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 it's, it just, it's not a set time. It just happens. But I think there is some choice in it. But then one day I, I was thinking about it and I think that some people, it sort of seems like it wasn't a choice. Like I live in an area in Arizona where the 19 firefighters passed away. And in fact, I knew one of them. I knew one of the firefighters that, that passed in that fire. And he, I had, I went to graduate school with his mother and, and also he worked for a man that I was married to. And he was just the nicest, nicest, nicest young man. In fact, I actually set him up with my niece <laughs> um, when when they were young. And like in hindsight, I'm really glad that that didn't work out because that would have crushed her to lose him like that. Um, but anyway, and but when they passed away, I, I sort of had this this image or this feeling that they they didn't know. It was sort of like their their spirit was just sort of ripped from their body and sort of this this like there was a lot of pain associated with it with the separation from their loved ones that I sensed that not only on the part of the loved ones but also on the part of the people who had passed like they weren't they weren't they had no idea they were going to pass away that day and and that it was just like and there was some sense of, of, of mourning on their part to not be in their physical bodies. It, it was a really, really hard thing for our community. In fact, I was, I was downtown when they brought their bodies back. I really sort of participated in the, the processes of the mourning of the loss of them in the town we live in. And I actually went to my friend's funeral, the celebration of his life. And so that's one instance. So then I started to think, okay, so maybe it's all of it. Maybe some people make the choice and maybe some people don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's just kind of the weirdest thing. But um, <laughs> how did I get on this topic? Um, Oh my gosh, I can't remember. I, what I wanted to talk about was actually, 
I wanted to talk about Jesus. Because I've made this this comment in the past about Jesus being like demonstrating that we could actually break the laws of physics. What we what seem to be the laws of physics. Because we are actually really 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 um set in a certain belief pattern. We're set in this belief that that this leads to that. This sort of like based on past experiences, we sort of get what we're expecting to get. We always get what we're expecting to get. And so and so we we a a plus b equals c you know when this happens that happens this so we we have these seemingly predictable they are pretty predictable but there's there's all these terms that that we also come out with that it seems like we sort of forget them like like all things are possible with god and so we we like oh yeah we like sort of forget that that term and preoccupy ourselves with these limiting thoughts because that's what is right in front of us. I can see I can see even for myself having had God the universe show me over and over and over again evidence of itself. Like I cannot even explain what the last couple years of my life have been like. I mean, it's a lot better in a sense than it was because for a while there, the synchronicities were so on top of each other and I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know, like all these roads were coming at me, all these possibilities, these, these, it, it was so crazy that I didn't I was learning how to navigate this, and so now I'm, I'm sifting through it a little bit better. And they're not, they don't seem to be coming as quickly, but you could also say that I've gotten used to it. I've gotten so used to living this way that this is the way I live now, and so, <laughs> you know, it's like, this is what I have come to expect. What I have come to expect is the miraculous. I've come to expect this the miraculous. Like I've come to expect to see my triple numbers every day as this little gift from God that that you're he's there. It, it is there because I don't believe God is a gender. So um but anyway, so Jesus, we, I have not read the Bible in a very long time. And so you cannot hold me to the things that I'm going to say right in the next, in this podcast. You just cannot say to me, please do not hold me accountable to biblical reference of what I'm about to say. These are just sort of impressions that I've gotten and recollections somewhat from the Bible and just these impressions that, because you see, you have to keep in mind that there really is no 
time as we know it. That that we we think that there is like this, and there may be some sense of a timeline in a certain dimension. So so like this dimension of 2020, this global dimension that we are seeing right now, there is a possibility of that. But time is not what we think it is. So it is only, only ever consecutive nows. It's like there is always just the now. And so one of the things that I have been thinking about is these is these this idea of history these this idea that it could be running all of these could be running all at the same time. And in fact it's probably more probable that that would be the truth. That these that these timelines are all sort of playing out like they say there's infinite dimensions and infinite timelines whatever a timeline is like i mean in a certain way we we have a lifetime we call it like a lifetime and we every single time the the sun goes or the earth turns and we have like a day 24 hour sequence which is 365 days of a year and then you have you have say 50 years and then figuring out how many days those are and those consecutive days like add up to a lifetime or like a hundred years or however many years that we are here and so you sort of have this sequences of things like you know I went I was in the second grade then high school and then college and I had children and I was married and we have these events in our life that sort of make up a lifetime but but an absolute minuscule of a of a of what we would even think of distance away from us is a, is is a different dimension with with different things happening these possibilities of us in like infinite dimensions and having different may having made different choices it it is just really really nuts if you get right down to it you it's crazy making it is crazy it can be crazy making i'm just saying if you like really 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 allow yourself to to even entertain these thoughts but supposedly 2000 years ago there was this man that lived and he was really different and and I don't know enough about other religions to tell you like the similarities between that and and other quote unquote prophets or or enlightened beings I'm, and I'm not speaking about them I'm only speaking about Jesus right now but he was really really different I mean this was a guy who was kind of rebellious like he he broke the rules he broke social rules I mean it's said that he like entertained prostitutes and he was 
He was around the sinful people. He hung out with like quote unquote sinners. And and he and he was anti-establishment and he was and he he really seemed to care about women deeply. In a time when women were not treated well. <laughs> they were not treated well. They were chattel. I mean, they were cattle. They were there for a purpose, but certainly, you know, not. I don't think that they had this sense in this particular timeline or whatever. It seems like they didn't have this sense of like love the way we do. Like between two people, two people love each other and then they get together and they share bodies and then they have a baby um, and they stay together in this family, support each other through through life's happenings. Like it doesn't seem like they did that. It was more, <laughs> I mean, of course she had their children. I mean, that was important, especially having boys, but... <laughs> But it just seemed like he really like cared about women and he talked to them and like even his disciples were like, what are you doing, dude? Like, why are you talking to her? You know, <laughs> you're not supposed to be talking to her. And and so he, he was really different, but he also did these other things. Like they talk about how they were in this boat and the weather started to like really act up and the disciples came to him and they're like, Jesus, Jesus, wake up. So he was sleeping. He was sleeping through a storm. I mean, can you imagine? Anyway, so they come in they're like, oh, in this panic, you know, <laughs> he's just, he's just looking at him going, my God, you guys, you have no faith. Like what faith have you that you're like scared of this little storm? Like God's, you know, you don't have to worry. But anyway, so he goes out and he's like, oh, God. Anyway, and he calms the storm. To be able to, like, talk to the weather and change it. Um, he, he was, you know, at the wedding. He was at the wedding and they ran out of, out of wine. And, and he is... You know, I, I don't know. The way I remember the story was maybe his mother asked him. I don't know. Somebody asked him to because they knew that he had mastered this ability to, to break the laws of physics, to be able to turn water into wine, and to feed the 5,000. when they were hungry and he but the bigger one the biggest one of them all was when he passed out of his body and he came back and he told him he was going to do that it's like how did he know that but he knew stuff he knew stuff because he 
he meditated and he tapped in. He tapped into the well of knowledge. And he knew that there was no death as we think of death. And he knew that in three days, he would, he would come and he would show himself. And he did. He showed himself to his disciples. But during his, his, you know, over and over again, he tells the people, the people who are listening to them. I mean, if you can imagine, I, mean, I can imagine myself being there. And the religion that I, that I had been born into was just really leaving me wanting. Like I wasn't happy. I wouldn't have been happy with having to follow like, what is there like 600 rules in the Old Testament? You have to follow these 600 rules, some of them not making any sense, like you're not supposed to do things on the Sabbath, not even a good thing, not even helping another person. You're not supposed to do that on the Sabbath. Rules that didn't make sense. And then there's this guy and he's just talking about this stuff and it's like, and not only did he talk about it, he did it. He had complete faith. But here's the other thing, is that he had complete faith until he didn't because he was indeed human and he did have these, these human characteristics about himself like sadness and loss and fear, feeling abandoned, feeling angry. I mean, they talk about when he was in the garden before he knew he was going to be crucified, which I mean, can you imagine crucifixion? I mean, crucifixion, like somebody nails you to a board and hangs you there to excruciate to death. <laughs> It's just, it's unbelievable what people can come up with. And he knows this is coming, you know, and he's like in the garden and he's just like wrestling with God. Do I have to do this? Like, really? Really? I have to do this. They said that he... It is said that he actually sweat blood because he was so afraid. I mean, I can't imagine the fear. I mean, it wasn't like there was Novocaine. <laughs> there wasn't any putting him to sleep while they tortured him. And for what? We got to silence this guy because he's gaining momentum. He's gaining momentum and he's gaining followers and people are listening to him. 
And we, we need to oust this guy because we don't want people to be free. Because freedom was not what, what the leadership of that time wanted, nor is it today. And that's the other interesting part is that it hasn't really changed, has it? It's like, how many people have you seen after they've passed out of their bodies recently? <laughs> I mean, there's a few people on the planet who actually can see people. You know, I, I think that there's a lot of frauds out there, and I'm just going to say that out loud. There's a lot of frauds and people saying they're seeing stuff and, and they're not. But I think there are some people who can see spirits. I think that they are actually the real deal. But how many how many people have the average person, you know, seen after they've passed out of their body? Not often. How many times have you seen somebody turn water into wine or change the weather? I mean, sometimes we go to these, you know, and some people know how to do magic. <laughs> so, so he's got these disciples, which, you know, I consider myself one of them, you know, and I, I, I would be, I would have been just like right there, probably never wanting to leave his side. It's like, tell me more. I want to hear more. I want to see more. Okay, teach me everything. And he, he said not to worry. He was constantly saying that. And like he talked about like sparrows. He talked about sparrows and he talked about lilies. So he talked about nature and how it doesn't worry. Like the bird doesn't worry, it just makes a nest and it finds food and water and the implication was that God takes care of the birds. And what better would he take care of us? And he said that if if we ask for something, it is given. And he said, if you ask for bread, would he give you a stone? Is he not going to give you what you ask for? And so it is in the trust. <laughs> and there's this one verse that, that had always really, like, it just had this impact on me like the blind man the blind man is, is sitting there he's, and he's a beggar and he's you know Jesus comes up to him and he the implication is that the guy asked for him to heal him and, and Jesus says do you really want to see I mean do you do you really want to see because if you really see then you're responsible And you have to, you have to walk the walk. 
You have to walk the walk. And part of that is, is, can sometimes be really being disliked. Because <laughs> I, I can't imagine somebody actually, I mean, I think Jesus was really disliked by a lot of people. I think the only people who probably really liked him were probably his family and his disciples and some, you know, the people that that followed him. But there was a lot of them who really didn't like this guy. I mean, he had such audacity, didn't he? The audacity to do the stuff he and say the stuff he says. Man, that guy. What is it about him? Why does he talk like that? I mean, you can imagine and hanging out with those girls, hanging out with those prostitutes and those sinners and the tax collectors. <laughs> so now you you come into like so if it's all this present moment and that was somehow you know I'm not really sure how it all works and so and today how applicable all of this really still is because what is starting to happen is is that it is really really gaining traction the idea that when we ask it is given When we ask, it is given. And that our thoughts become our reality. Our core beliefs become our reality. They actually are our reality. And then by the time that that it is the is right as it is right now, it's just sort of old news. Because I'm utterly convinced, I'm utterly convinced that we are really here for adventure. That we are here to experience just what it feels like to be here, to breathe in the air. Like if you think about just how weird it is, like that we have like, like hands, (laughs) like our bodies. The way our body, like we have two arms and like a face and then like two eyes and ears and a mouth and a nose. And it's like this, this vehicle for something inside of it to live. It's like our, it's sort of like our, I call it our spacesuit. And then I heard that from other people, but See, I had tapped into that infinite knowledge, but it's like our spacesuit to be here. We're like, we're somewhere inside of this, this aspect, this flame, this, this awareness, this consciousness that is an aspect of God. And so we come here to experience like you look at babies you know especially when they're in really healthy environments and they are so cute 
just the way they experience everything. And I noticed something else about babies. Like they go through all of these emotions, like, because I was an infant teacher, along with having three children myself. I, I was an infant teacher. So I used to work in an infant room. I took care of like four babies at four, between four and five babies a day. And, and I, they are just so funny because they'll just be like really happy one second and then crying the next and then happy again. And then they're sleeping, eating, and then laughing. And I mean, they're just, their emotions are just all over the place. But they're also short-lived. Just sort of they move in and out of them with such grace. And it's like, it's all good. I mean, that's the only way they know how to communicate. To Hey, you know, I'm kind of hungry here. Could you please feed me? <laughs> or I need my diaper changed. <laughs> please change my diaper. <laughs> Although I found that once a, once a child becomes mobile, they do not like to stay still to have their diapers changed. But anyway, we like we just go through this life, and it's just such a joy, like like just to experience. And I I I've really sort of I'm sort of learning how to like really just indulge in these moments. And not get so caught up in in things, but like enjoying the process. Like my son had asked me to make a birthday cake for a friend of his. I had actually asked her, like, it was like a month ago, I was like texting her or something, her birthday was coming up, and I'm like, Do you want me to make you a cake? She's like, Oh no, 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 you know. And then I think it was yesterday I get this text from my son, you know, can you make a cake? I'm like, well, what kind of cake? Well, an Oreo cake. So I go to the store yesterday to pick up all the ingredients for this cake. So last night I'm like making this cake and and I, I, there's just something about putting ingredients together that makes me so happy. And so I, but I found this art of like cake baking in particular, and you have, you have to, you line your cake pan with like wax paper, and then you put like butter, and then you put flour over the butter. So I did that and this, and, but it did not want to come. I could not separate the cake from the wax paper because I didn't want the parchment paper to stay on the cake. So I'm trying to get it off and I'm like swearing and cussing and oh my god, it was such a mess, but it was like so and then I'm like, what am I gonna do with this till tomorrow? Because today was the day that I was making the whipped cream Oreo frosting. Well you should have seen this thing. I sent it off with my son. <laughs> Here you go. He goes, Can I look at it? I said, Yeah, and he's like, Oh mom. <laughs> It's in the baking, the cake. Just what it feels like to love somebody through baking them a cake. (laughs) Or making their lunch. Or doing the things or trying to talk to them kindly when we're feeling kind of angry. 
And if we lose it with them apologizing, I'm really sorry I shouldn't have talked to you that way. I'm really sorry it was all my fault. I'll try to never do it again. Or in my case, I say, I know I will do it again and I'll say I'm sorry because sometimes I just mess up. And I want to promise I'll never do that again, but I can't. Because I, I fall short, but loving somebody enough to say sorry to care about the quality of our interactions with somebody. Making sure that I'm like watering my plants or that my dog has water in her bowl. The care I do with my clothes. The things that I do with my coworkers. I mean, just caring for the people around me. Caring for the planet, caring for my neighbors. Just trying to be kind, just trying to go through life with kindness. Because it actually feels good to be kind and it doesn't really feel that great to be angry. It doesn't. It feels kind of bad. And so this is what I think that life is about at this point. And just simply that. It's about dancing. It's about taking trips. It's about driving, taking care of my car. It's about washing my clothes and my dishes watering my tomato plant. It's just these little habits every day of loving that plant and wanting to give it water and nutrients. Just care. Just loving everything, everything, everyone and everything around me. It's what it feels like to love. And so I know that I will probably be coming back with a part two of this. <laughs> Jesus and physics. <laughs> but um, I can't think of it right this minute. But I know once I end this podcast. I'm going to think, oh, yeah, I should have said that. I should have said that. I should have said that. But I do want to say this, how much I appreciate you. How much I truly appreciate the people who have just been with me over the last two years. That I've been putting out content on these subjects and They've just been really, really faithful, and I'm not entirely sure who you all are. I'm not sure. Sometimes I try to guess. Sometimes I wish. (laughs) And I don't really know, but I appreciate you so much. It's sort of like these, these friends for the end of the world as we know it. It's like I have these friends and it's like 
I think of things that I want to share with you. I really want to share that, like these insights that come, and I just want to share it. And I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> and so, on that note, I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.